and as a church and give us the grace to be obedient to do your work while it is day so that in the night we will not miss our reward thank you Holy Spirit you will teach our hearts and strengthen us to obey you in Jesus name I pray praise the Lord praise the Lord I welcome you to the fellowship this evening and I'm glad that you are able to make it. Tonight, we're going to be deliberating. We're going to be deliberating. We're going to have a deliberation on a subject that is of interest to God. We're going to be deliberating on a topic that is of interest to Jesus and that the Holy Spirit himself is also interested in. And uh, my topic is, the day is for work, the night is for the world. 
Hallelujah. You'll be wondering why the topic is long. It is because the matter is important. The day is for work. The night is for reward. The day is for work. The night is for reward. Turn your Bible with me to Isaiah chapter 21. The book of prophet Isaiah chapter 21. I will read verses 11 and 12. Then we will start our deliberation. The Bible says, The burden against Duma. He calls to me out of seer. Watchman. What of the night? Watchman. What of the night? The watchman said, The morning comes, and also the night. If you will inquire, inquire, return, come back. Hallelujah. Amen. We are going to be learning from the prophecy that Isaiah gave concerning a city of Edom. And look at the significance of morning, which represents day and night in our Christian journey. You know, when we say the day is for work, the night is for the world, we are talking metaphorically. Remember that our lives are divided into seasons. We have morning, afternoon, and night. Is that not so? The day has 12 hours. The night also has 12 hours. Now, the prophecy that came to Edom suggests that the Edomites Edomites are not Israelites. They are enemies of Israel. They are not conscious of what is happening around them. So, when God pronounced judgment upon them, they did not even know. But the watchman told them that the morning is the air, the night will come. Whatever they have to do, they should do quickly. The Edomites are concerned about the night, but the watchman is drawing their attention to the day. Hallelujah. And this is the mistake that we also make in our lives as people. 
Let me give you an example of how we make mistakes. I'm happy that most of us here are parents. You know, sometimes when we invest in the life of our children, particularly we Africans, because it's our culture, this is the reason why we invest in the life of our children. We want that when we are old, our children will come and take care of us. That is African culture. So during the day, we are investing with the consciousness that the night for reward is coming. But in the case of the Edomites, I think there is a mix-up. When they were focusing on the night, the Lord wants them to be mindful of the morning. Because the morning is for work. And the night is for what? Reward. What you do during the day, you will not get the reward during the day. It is in the night that you will get what? The reward. So, if any man will get reward at all, reward of what we do in life is not going to come in the morning. It will come when? In the night. That is the mistake. This is the mistake of the prodigal son. He wanted his reward in the morning. He wanted the reward that accrued to him from his father in the day. He forgot that even his father that labored to create the wealth did not get his reward in the day. He was waiting for the night to come so that he can get his reward. But alas, the son came to harass the father. My father, I cannot wait for night that is meant for reward. Give me my reward here and now. Hallelujah. The father was reluctant. The father tried to persuade him, but he would not be persuaded. He insisted that he must get the reward in the night. In the morning, sorry. When the father realized that he could not be persuaded, the father packed what he was supposed to get in the night and handed it to him in the morning. How did this end? Praise the Lord. Do we know the story of the prodigal son? Did it end very well? Sorry to say, it did not end very well. Any reward that you force during the morning always end up squandered, filtered away, wasted like that of the prodigal son. What am I saying? The day is meant for work. The morning of our life is meant for work. Am I talking of the work that feeds us? Maybe by inference, yes. But I'm talking of a much more important work for the church. And that is the work of soul winning. That is the work of evangelism. That as a people, that as a church, 
the day that we have is supposed to be dedicated to the work of soul winning. Let us go and look at the example of Jesus Christ himself. John chapter 4. John chapter 4. I will skip the story of the Samaritan woman, which we are very familiar with. I will address our mind to the scriptures that talk about the fact that the day is for work and the night is for reward. John chapter 4. Let me begin to read from verse 31 to 38. Borrow me your ears and people of God, please pay attention. The Bible says, in the meantime, that means there was a space of time for the disciples to talk to Jesus. Because he sent them to go and buy food. By the time they came back, they saw he was grossly involved in a conversation with a woman and they did not want to be rude to interrupt. So they waited. But when the woman dropped a, a, a keg of water and ran to the city, that is when the Bible says, in the meantime, they came to Jesus and said, Rabbi, eat. What happened? When they got to the uh, well of Jacob, where Jesus met the Samaritan woman, Jesus has been walking and he was tired. So he sat and he told the people, the disciples, to go to town to go and buy food. You know what amazes me? The unity among the disciples is so overwhelming that all the 12 of them went to go and buy food for teacher. I would have thought that Judas Iscariot, the one that carried the purse, the treasurer, or Peter, the leader of the pack, or two people, maybe the smallest, John the beloved, will have been sent. Oh yeah, you, treasurer, Judas Iscariot will give John money. Oh yeah, go and buy food for the master. But no, they were so united. I'm sure you can learn something from there. They were so united, there is no division in their rank, and all of them, 12, decided together to go and buy food for the master. I pray for us in this church that we will be so united in the kingdom work, we'll be so united in this work that we are doing in this village, that the enemy will not be able to divide our rank in Jesus' name. If there is anywhere that the devil has been trying to sneak in to cause division, to cause separation, to cause envy, to cause animosity, I break such rod of wickedness in our midst, in the name of Jesus. Because if we are not careful, the devil can sneak in to break our land. He will be ministering error and lies into your heart. Eh, the pastor likes this person more than me. Eh, the pastor spent more time with this person more than me. Eh, why is it that the pastor is always praying for this family more than me? Be careful. That is the ministration of Satan. Look at the 12 disciples. All of them together. They, then they cannot even see the secret between them. They together, they went to buy food for Jesus. And when Jesus, in his tiredness, remember he was tired and hungry. Even in the middle of his hunger, he saw the Samaritan woman. And he saw inside the Samaritan woman a potential evangelist. Hallelujah. Amen. He did not see her as a woman. He did not see her as an outcast. There is no time for me to tell you the story of the Jews and the Samaritans. It's a long story. But when Jesus came to the scene, 
the Jews and the Samaritans, they were enemies. They used to be from the same source. They used to be part of the 12 tribes of Israel. But because Nebuchadnezzar and Sennacherib had come, attacked Israel, attacked Judah, and took them to captivity, and brought foreigners to the land of Israel, and they intermarried, and the children they gave back to, they became Samaritan. The, Jude, the people in Judah, in, in southern Israel, they don't have business with the northern kingdom again. Remember in the days of Rehoboam, the kingdom slipped into two. If you are a student of the Bible, it was two kings that reigned over the United Kingdom of Israel, King Saul and King David. Sorry, three, and Solomon. By the time Solomon was dying, the kingdom was in crisis. God already had his intention and plan because the Savior must come from Judah. But when Rehoboam came, Rehoboam misbehaved. And Jeroboam led the ten tribes of Israel to, start on the, to stand on their own, ten tribes. The remaining two tribes, Judah and Benjamin, they became the southern kingdom. And as they continued in their rebellion, bigger kingdoms were coming to attack them and they destroyed them entirely. It is by stroke of mercy that the southern kingdom of Judah remained. The northern kingdom had disappeared. They have burned down their country. They have taken them to captivity. They brought foreigners to settle the foreigners in, in, in Israel. And the people that were old, that were weak, that were children and women, they intermarried with them and they became Samaritans. So they did not have access to come to Jerusalem again. They set up their own worship center in Mount Gerizim. That's why the Samaritan woman told Jesus, you people are proud, Israelites. You worship in Jerusalem. But our forefathers, they worship in Mount Gerizim, and we are the owner of the Jacob's well. What are you talking about? Jesus did not discriminate against her. He did all the things that we normally use to discriminate against people, Jesus did not discriminate. Jesus only saw in her a potential evangelist. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you are a minister of God, that should be your approach to ministry. I borrow you this wisdom. When you encounter people, don't see in them things that carnal eyes will see. See in them potentials for the kingdom of God. Some people say, ah, this one is Igbo, this one is Igedeo, this one is Yoruba. We don't have business to do with them. In this church, we are Yoruba church. Put the Igedeo at one side, put the Igbo at one side. Don't do that. Or in this church, it's only Aousa. Don't do that. In this church, a woman cannot preach, a woman cannot minister. Don't do that. In this church, if you don't have plenty of money, you cannot sit in front. Don't do that. In this church, if you don't dress very well, if you don't dress and wear big clothes, then you cannot do anything in that church. Don't do that. For Jesus, all he saw is not the woman and her condition and her past, but the potentials of her future. Are you listening to me this night? Do you know that the Samaritan woman was a broken woman, was a miserable woman, Ordinarily, 
Women don't go to fresh water in the afternoon. They go in the pool of the evening. But this woman has been ostracized. She could no longer socialize with other women. Therefore, she's a low ranger. Anything that is making you to be a low ranger in your life, the power of Jesus is destroying it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Therefore, she's always going to the well by herself in the afternoon. So that she will not encounter people that will gossip about her. So that you will not encounter people that will, that will reject her. That, Look at her. She's even living with the fifth husband. Praise the Lord. Jesus did not see that. And she started having a conversation with Jesus. I will leave that for another day. Let us focus on the day is for work and the night is for the world. So when the woman has encountered Christ and her life has been saved, the Samaritan woman is a very good example of somebody who received Jesus, was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and was sanctified same day, same moment. And she caught fire. Sir, you are the Messiah. Eh? It's not only my eyes that will see this. It's not only my ears that will see this. She dropped her water bottle. That community that said they have rejected her, she went back to them. I have seen him. Will he be the Messiah? Follow me to go and meet him. And the whole city was emptied. Woman that they have rejected, they followed out. But as at that time, everybody was waiting for the Savior. So it is that interval, in the meantime, that the disciples quickly approached that, Rabbi, please, eat. No Jesus answer? Verse 32. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Sometimes, Jesus can be very frustrating. Jesus can be a pain in the neck. This is a man that is hungry. And 12 of us went to go and buy food for him. This food is steaming hot. We have taken extra care to make sure that it is still hot. We have brought it now. Master, settle down, eat now. Look at the response he's giving us. I have food to eat that you don't know about. If you are the disciple, I know your answer. I know how you will answer him in your mind, even if you don't say it out. This master, your wallet is too much. Your own is too much. We just brought this food now. Eat now. Problem. You are telling us of food that we don't know about. If you know that you have food, why did you send us to go and do wala? To go and buy the food. Ah, what is it now? All the time. We will go like this. You will go like this. We will go like this. You will go like this. You will just be dribbling us. Is it a problem to follow a Messiah? Ah, praise the Lord. But Jesus is saying the truth. He has been engrossed in the work of the Father. That earthly food no longer matters to him. You will get to that stage in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But Jesus did not leave them in darkness. He's a beautiful Savior. He's not a frustrating Savior. It is the devil that is a frustrator. If English language permit me to use that language. But you know, Disciples being they are human, look at their response. Therefore, the disciples said to one another, hey, has anybody brought him food to eat? I mean, the Samaritan woman gave him food to He answered them, you will have answers for your enemies. Amen. 
Jesus answered them. He always have answers. Even when people meditate in their heart, they did not vocalize it. He heard. He answered them. When enemies are plotting in their heart against you, the Lord will answer them. Amen. On your behalf, He will answer them. Amen. Even the things that people think in their heart against your life that you don't know about, the Lord will answer them. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. He answered them. He said, This is my food, though. It's not physical food. My food is to do the will of Him who sent me and to finish His work. Let's continue. Do you not say, there are still four months, and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. They are already white for harvest. And he who receives, receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true. One sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Hallelujah. Amen. In this ministration of Jesus, there is so much that is packed there that we can learn from. What is the food of Jesus? This food is to do the will of his father. And to finish the work. What is the what is the will of the Father? Is to save souls. Are you following me? You that are looking for the will of God for your life. This is the will of God, though, to win souls and to bring sons and daughters to the kingdom. Look no further. Elijah told the widow of Sarifat, "Do my own first. When you are prepare my own food first, Go and use the remaining to feed yourself and your son. And you will survive this hunger. You will survive this famine. What is that telling you? The will of God for your life is more than you prospering. It's more than you buying cars. It's more than you building houses. It's more than you traveling all over the world. The will of the Father primarily is to win souls. When you have won souls, all these other things the Father will add unto you. And the work must be done and be finished and be done now. The disciples are thinking that they have four months to harvest. Some of us are farmers, we understand that. Jesus is saying, no, lift up your spiritual eyes. Don't be looking at this field with your physical eyes. Just lift up your spiritual eyes and see that it is already ripe for harvest. If we don't harvest, it will waste, it will decay, and it will be useless. Jesus is saying that we must work now when it is day, because in the night it will be time for reward. When he says in John chapter 9, go to John chapter 9. Let me check something there. I love this. Jesus said something. Jesus is the one talking now. John chapter 9 verse 4. I must walk the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. Look, we need to understand the scriptures. Jesus does not mean that when night comes, people will not work again. 
What he's simply saying is the night that you are planning to walk is actually meant for the world. The night is not meant for work. That's why he say, when no man can walk again. Hallelujah. The soul you do not say during the day, you will not be able to save in the night. But when night comes, the tenor of work will be over, it will be for the world. So Jesus was busy when he was alive, going from one place to another, doing the work of the Father, healing those who are sick, delivering those who are oppressed by the devil, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, telling the people repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. He is working when it is day. Because his night came. He went to Calvary to go and receive reward. And what was the reward he got at Calvary? You and her sitting down here. We are the reward. The obedience of one man brought salvation to this world. The disobedience of one man brought sin. That is the first order. But by the obedience of one man who set up himself to come into this world, leaving the glory in heaven, to come and walk while it is day, resulted in the salvation of your soul. So don't sit down there and be enjoying the dividend of Jesus' obedience. You too, go out there, go and preach the gospel. You too, go out there, go and witness to somebody. You too, go out there, go and tell them that God loves them. You too, go out there, go out there, go and tell those who are perishing that they really do not have to perish. God loves them and God wants them to be saved. Paul was also one great man of God who worked tirelessly for the kingdom while it was day. And when he was finishing his ministry, you know what he said, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15, 10. He gave a testimony of himself. He said, by the grace of God, I am who I am. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain. <clears throat> but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not high, but the grace of God which was with me. Paul was not part of the original twelve. He joined the church later. But he worked more than all the apostles. There are 27 books in the New Testament. Paul wrote almost 14. Praise the Lord. He wrote almost 14. Imagine if he were alive, when, if he had been part of the disciples of Jesus directly. It pained him that he did not encounter Jesus directly when Jesus was alive. It pained him that he joined later. So he wanted to compensate for lost time. He was going from Ephesus to Corinth, from Corinth to, to Galatia. He was going everywhere. He was preaching the gospel. He was spending. He was being spent for the kingdom. He was preaching one day. They ganged up. 
they beat him up, they threw him out of the city, they left him for dead. He rose up, he stood up, he continued to preach. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul said, I labored more than them all. You see it? He, he worked while it is day. And what is the charge for us tonight? What is the Lord saying to you tonight? You have seen the life of Jesus. You have heard about that of Paul, what he did. Let's go and see what he told Timothy and what he wants us to do before we pray. Second, Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. The Bible says, preach the word. Say it after me. Preach the word. Be ready in season. And out of season. I'll take it again. Preach the word. Be ready in season. And out of season. Convince. Rebook. Exhort. With all long suffering. And teaching. and teaching. Hallelujah. Amen. The word of God for you tonight is straightforward. Brother, go and preach the word. Sister, go and preach the word. Wherever you find yourself, in whatever you do, preach the word. Be earnest about it. Preach it in season. Preach it out of season. Seize every opportunity to win soul for God. Seize every opportunity to preach the good news of the kingdom. Do it with your spirit. Do it with your mind. Do it with your heart. Because the night is coming when no man can work. So, he now said to us in verse 5 of that Second Timothy chapter 4, do the work of an evangelist. Hallelujah. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. The key to fulfilling your ministry in life is to do the work of an evangelist. Whether you have been called as a prophet, you must do the work of an evangelist. Whether you've been called as a pastor, you must do the work of an evangelist. Whether you've been called as an apostle, you must do the work of an evangelist. Whether you've been called as a teacher, you must do the work of an evangelist. In the fivefold ministry, without categorization, the most important work in the fivefold ministry is the work of an evangelist. You know what an evangelist does? Evangelist is not a title. It's actually work in the day. If there is no evangelist, you cannot have a teacher. What will the teacher teach? Who will the teacher teach if the evangelist is not going to preach the gospel to bring the people to church? If there is no evangelist, there cannot be pastor. The pastor is a shepherd. He's a guide who teaches people and prepares them for the coming of the Lord. Without the work of an evangelist, which souls will pastor gather to teach and preach to? Without the work of an evangelist, there cannot be a prophet. A prophet in the New Testament is given to the church. Who will the prophet minister to? Who will he declare the word of God to? 
if there are no souls in the church. And in any case, an apostle is, means the one that is sent, like a pioneer. What is this sent to go and do? The work of an evangelist. Are you with me tonight? Are you with me this evening? For you to fulfill your ministry, you must do the work of an evangelist. You cannot afford to keep your mouth shut. You must preach the gospel. You must declare the goodness of God. You must tell people about the love of God. In your business, you must share the love of God. You must let them know that Jesus is the savior of the world. You must let them know that he died and resurrected to give us salvation. You must let them know that he's coming back. He's coming back. You must go and preach the gospel of the kingdom. You must go and preach it. And you must preach it with all your heart. You must preach it with your money. You must preach it with your time. You must preach it with your business. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the challenge I'm giving to you this evening, Beria Evangelical Mission. Go and do the work of an evangelist. You want the church to be filled with people? Go and do the work of an evangelist. You want souls to be born to the kingdom? Go and do the work of an evangelist. You don't need special anointing to do the work of an evangelist. What you need is that you are saved yourself. What you need is that you are born again yourself. All you need to tell them is that, look, my life before now was very bad. I was a sinner. But Jesus came and saved my life. Would you come and meet my Jesus? Follow me to church. You too, come and taste, come and enjoy of the fruit of the Spirit. Come and enjoy of the new life that I'm now enjoying. That is the work of an evangelist. In Matthew chapter 20, Jesus told a parable that a farmer went out to recruit laborers for the vineyard. He went out by 9 o'clock in the morning. He saw some people. Hi, guys. Are you available for work? Yeah, yes, we are ready for work. Follow me. This is the land. Clear it. I will pay you 5,000 in the evening. That's why I said to you, evening is for what? Reward. Let's go and read it. Matthew 20. Let the Bible bear witness of itself. Let me read from verse 1. For the kingdom of God is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. When did he go out? Early in the morning. That's why I told you that the day, morning, is for work. Now, when he had agreed with the laborers a dinary, dinarus a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And again, he went out about the third hour of the day and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. Have you been standing idle in the marketplace? Is it that you are just there? Nobody has engaged you. He called them. He engaged them. He sent them into the vineyard. Verse 5. Again, he went out the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. About the eleventh hour. Last minute. The master is always looking for laborers. I'm proud to be a laborer for Christ. I hope you are proud to be a laborer for Christ. He has engaged laborers, but there is still plenty of work to be done. So he went out at the 11th hour. 
Eleven hour is like three o'clock in our own time because by five laborers will stop work. So he went out by the eleventh hour. He saw some people and they are idle. He said, "Ah, uh-uh. since money you are not working, why are you idle? Do you know their reply? That one baffles me. Let's read it." Verse 7, they said to him, because no one hired us. Hmm. Think about it. We've been standing here all day. It's not that we, don't, we want to be idle, but no one has come to hire us. Okay, I am the landowner. I am going to hire you. Go into the vineyard to go and walk. The landowner, Jesus, is here this evening. You have excuses in your life. You have been giving excuses. Ah, Lord Jesus, let me finish doing business first. When I finish doing business, I will do the work of the kingdom. The time for you to do it is now. Let me finish training my children in school. When I finish training them, I will have plenty of time. The time to do it is now. Let me grow old first. You don't need to grow old. The time to do the kingdom work is now. The Holy Spirit is talking to you right now. You don't have to be hiding. Go into the vineyard, locate your portion in the vineyard. In the evening, I will reward you. Go and walk. And from verse 8, when evening came, the master rewarded all of them. What he has agreed. That's a reward meant for you. But for you to get the reward in the evening, you must walk during the day. My question to you now, people of God, is are you ready? to do the work of an evangelist. Rise on your feet and let us pray. For me, as a pastor, if you ask me, what should be your answer? Your answer should be, Lord, I am ready to do the work of an evangelist. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Make me a soul winner. Make sure you are praying. The song we took says, Rescue the perishing, care for the dying. People are dying every day, they are going to hell fire because nobody cared about their soul. You have heard it again that you must do the work of an evangelist. You must preach the gospel. Lord, I'm ready. Lord, I'm ready. Give me the grace to do the work of an evangelist. Anoint my mouth to preach the gospel. Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And it is his grace that is made available for me. I labor more than them all. So you see what grace can do for you? So ask for the grace of God tonight to be able to do the work of an evangelist. We may not call you the title of an evangelist, but if you are winning soul for Christ, you are doing the work of an evangelist. Lord, help me to do the work of an evangelist. Help me to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Help me to be a witness for Jesus. In this end time, some people are witnesses for Satan. They've sold their souls and they are perishing and they are going to hell. You too, what are you doing for God? What are you doing for the kingdom? I want to challenge you from January to date. How many souls have you won for Christ? How many souls from January till now? How many people have you invited to the church to invite them to come and receive Jesus, to invite them to come and hear the word of life? 
How many have you invited to come and partake in that bread of life that you eat regularly? Lord, make me an evangelist. Give me the grace to win soul. I don't want to be a dead sea that is just receiving, receiving without giving out. If you are like uh, a person that is receiving, that is being blessed, but you are not going out to bless people, you will be like the dead sea. You will be filled with minerals, but your life is not impacting anybody. Your life is not touching anybody. Your life is not changing anybody. You are just there. You have to change your orientation this evening. Father, make me a soul winner. Make me a soul winner. Father, make me a soul winner. And I'm ready now. I'm ready to dedicate my life. I'm ready to give myself completely to you. Make me a witness for you in this generation. Noah was a witness in his generation. He witnessed God. He witnessed the mercy of God. Lord, make me a witness. Make me a soul winner. When you seek God first, he will take care of you. When you seek God first, he will attend to your needs. When you seek him first, he will solve your problems. Don't take your, your cart before your horse. Soul winning, evangelism, is what will bring reward into your life. All these things you are seeking for, they are rewards, but you have work to do. When you do the work of God, you will get your reward. But for you to do the, get the reward, you must do the work. Lord, I'm ready. Lord, I'm ready. Lord, I'm ready. Help me. Give me the grace. By your grace, I will. By your grace, I can. I can do the work of an evangelist. From tonight, when I get home, I will start preaching the gospel. From tonight, I will witness to my neighbors. I will tell them God loves them. I will bring them to the kingdom. I will invite them to God. I will invite them to the church. I will invite them to Christ. The Lord is able and he will help you in the mighty name of Jesus.